0: Hey everyone, it's Toya Nomura, and you're listening to Lunastream. Our shared goal for this podcast is to create a public forum for second generation to discuss their opinions, form stimulating conversations about our movement, and to bring the ideas of the young people to the forefront of the wider conversation. And on this week's podcast, Justin, Tora, Tetsuya, and I will be joined by our special guests, Isaac and Josh Jung. They are personally longtime friends of ours, and they've been killing it recently with their passion project. So we wanted to invite them on to discuss how faith plays a role in their
1: passions. My desire is to be able to you know, help true parents in in the world of business.
0: What's their main inspiration?
1: I mean, I, I have to say our parents were pretty gangster, and I have to give it to them.
0: And their tips for success?
1: But if you have time, like just do it. Like what's the worst that can right. happen?
0: As usual, you'll be hearing some ajus sprinkled throughout the conversation in an attempt to censor the profanity. It sounds something like this: aju. So if you hear some random ajus throughout the conversation, now you know why. And without further ado, onto the programming. Hello everyone, you're listening to LunaStream. I'm your host, Toya Nomura,
2: and I'm joined by my co-host today, Tora Oda and Justin D'Arty. Say hello. Hello, my name is Tora from Las Vegas, youth pastor, 24, and uh, yes. Hi, Justin. You're
3: in Las Vegas? Yes,
1: <laughs> sir. There... Uh, my oh, name wow. is Justin D'Arty. I am 26 years old. I am blessed. I've been blessed now for almost five years. I am currently located in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and I am young adult minister here. I have been for almost almost two years. Happy thanks, weekend. thanks. And we
0: have special co-host Tetsia with us. Say hello, Tet.
4: Hola, this is Ted Toya's brother.
0: Nice. And we have two very special guests with us today. They're also both brothers, Isaac and Josh Jung. Um, Josh, could you introduce yourself to the audience, please?
3: Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, I used to be Toya's roommate. Back in the days, (laughs) (laughs) in a uh, cold-ass basement. Um, Yeah, right now, I'm second gen. I'm blessed. Uh, I've been blessed for three years with my wife and also um, working with my brother as a marketer.
0: Sweet. And Josh is the older one, by the way. Isaac, say hello.
1: What's going on, everyone? My name is Isaac. Also blessed, God bless, on the same day as my brother, Josh. Um, Three years now. My wife finally moved to America from Korea after being separate for I guess three years. Yeah, congrats! Thank you, sir. Excited to be here. Thank you for inviting us.
0: Nice. Um. So yeah, welcome to the show, Josh, Isaac, and Tet. Could you start off, start us off with telling us like uh where you guys are at like in terms of life of faith and stuff?
3: Take it away, Josh. Oh, life of faith. Yes. You know, still figuring it out. um yeah for me for the past like four years it has been a great change um mainly because i was kind of directly questioning things uh and trying to find answers through you know experience um reading scripts and Mm. also asking things um, through, through prayers and yeah it's been good progress but still a long way to go okay okay
1: nice yeah, yeah i'll probably say the same thing you know it's been an upward trajectory for the past what uh three four years um you know i think there was a pivoting point during college when i went to okay. and um you know like josh was saying a lot of questioning you know like in college mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of kids do mm-hmm. who am i what am i what am i doing um is this right for me that type of stuff but really finding the right answers um <laughs> and you know, especially recently, with uh, Doctor Young's great lectures, I think it's uh, more of an eye-opening,
0: oh yeah,
1: uh, journey. Um, also, digging deeper into my beliefs as well, and really mm-hmm. uh, reflecting areas that I've been missing. So, okay. I think it's been good so far.
0: All right, sweet, sweet. So, on like a scale of one to ten, where would you where would you be? Like one, like you have no um, idea, and like you're about to, like, you just want to, you know. You, you don't associate yourself with the church and 10 being like, I love uh-huh. God and true parents and I'm going to do Who, who's the- one,
3: who's one in this group. I'm gonna beat <laughs> your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would oh. say around eight um, because okay. yes, I mean, I think intuitively now I'm in a, in a kind of more towards uh, what we've been believing. And okay. Um, but at the same time, God gives us challenges and you have to digest it well to really learn what he's trying to teach you. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, at least for me, I'm trying to overcome certain difficulties um, because those are the challenges that I have to overcome mm-hmm. um, okay. in terms of, uh, you know, faithful aspects. Right. And uh, yeah, because of that, I would say eight around eight. All right. And uh, you, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yeah, I'll give myself a solid eight too. Um, Ooh. Barely very proudly so associate faithful. myself to the church. I wouldn't say I'm super faithful, but you know, I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I didn't go through the whole route of um, STF like a lot of you guys did. So right, we'll get we'll get there soon. But um, definitely uh, proud of who I am, where I come from, proud of my background, proud of my mm. parents, mm. Um, and proud to be part of this great movement. Who you know that really focuses on. Yeah, just living for the sake of others as opposed to what's, you know, secular world focused on. Mm, I yeah, like puppies. I <laughs> do. <laughs> Dogs every day. <laughs> I
3: don't know You're how people do ass, it, but huh? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> so, yeah. um
0: Yeah, I just wanted to ask that first because the main reason why I have you guys on here is because you, like you guys fit together, your passions and your faith, I think really well from looking, looking from an outsider perspective and having known you two guys for a long time, obviously you guys had your ups and downs in your faith, but like, how did you like, you know, start with social media marketing and then like, you know, reaching out with, uh, and doing stuff with Kirov and like, how did you get your passions to where you are and incorporating them with your faith?
1: Before we get there, I'm curious, what what does an outside perspective look like? (laughs) Like,
0: you know, just, I'm just, I mean, I see you from time to time. And I, I, you know, so, so, social media stalking and whatnot, you know. <laughs>
4: okay, I can maybe answer that as well. It's like, we see a lot of your posts, right? I follow you on everything on Instagram and like, you know, LinkedIn even. So I see all your posts and it looks like you're quite active and you're professional, like your drive. But then you're always at all the church events. you know. I don't know if it's just because your mom tells you to or because you want to, but every True Mother Rally, you're there. Every Chung Chung event, you're there. I see your brother in Chung Pyong too. He goes there like three yeah, times exactly. a year for 40-day workshops. Right,
0: they're like a family of that's, five.
4: That's the, yeah, that's the kind of uh, outsider perspective that um, I understand, at least you know, from someone who you know, somewhat knows you.
1: I see. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you it's not because of uh, our mom telling us to go. It used to be. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's go back to the question you were asking um, how we're putting our passion and faith together. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's, let's hit it, Josh.
3: Um, <laughs> I think, well, in the beginning it was in terms of like getting into marketing is because mm-hmm. I wanted to sell my own work um, okay. and there is a gap between artwork and really selling it and oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, really understanding people's uh mentality and also how they think how, how you should kind of deliver the message so that they understand it and kind of be more convinced to buy um i think that's Wait, what kind of work do you do though josh like what do you but right, right now to? it's a mix of pictures videos um contents for like companies or schools um that's what we're doing and that that really helps them convert converting convert which means um you know buying their you know programs or also buying their products stuff like that so that's what we do in terms of uh, pictures videos and also like the wordings of the social media posts um which is you know isaac's strength and yeah that's what we do so but initially that's how i got into it and i kind of got isaac into it a little bit i mean he was curious too of course um but And initially, that's how it happened. But um, when you think about also faith, um, the reason I think the reason why, um, especially younger generation, cannot understand what, you know, true parents or or church is trying to do is because the the way they explain things does not relate to the young kids. So that's also like a marketing issue, like delivering how you deliver the purpose, how you deliver, like why it's beneficial to the and consumer Um, I think that's why I was we were kind of like playing back and forth how we should use this uh, Mm. utilize Mm. this instrument for not just for us but also for the Providence um, in the future okay we're still growing our team right now so right right yeah
1: yeah I can definitely add on to that and hopefully this this you know personal experience brings some touch point where people can relate to you know at first um, you know being a broke post uh, college graduate um uh, having not such a uh enjoyable job i mean it was a job but it wasn't that enjoyable um but also you know com- confused on uh what what i really wanted to do with my life um you know long story short i was supposed to go to dental school i dropped out because i didn't think that was right for me and then mm-hmm. it was a really confusing period but then you know Josh started taking a lot of pictures, like, oh, yeah, let's do a picture, okay. let's do Instagram stuff, let's let's do. And then I started digging into, uh, I got really interested in, okay, how does consumer behavior shift depending on how you word things, what you show, um, what's branding, what's marketing, and that that type of stuff. And then ultimately, you know, my selfish, almost, I guess, I don't know if it's selfish, but my desire is to be able to, you know, help, true parents in in the world of business and you know they operate they own and operate a lot of businesses okay and to be able to be involved in one way or another in, in terms of uh, marketing and such and so you know that's that's how we initially got to it and i think we're still we we'll, we're still on the way of growing but we still always keep that in mind you know at the end of the day we ask ourselves okay why are we really doing this and it's still to this day I can mm. confidently say I wanna help true mother, true father as much as I can. As oh, cheesy wow. or corny as as that might sound, but you mm-hmm. know, it's it's what I believe.
0: Okay, okay. And then right now, is it like working out well? I know you guys uh have it pretty up and running at this point, but was it always so was I mean, obviously it was difficult in the beginning, but like what it's what was uh, difficult. <laughs> what helped you get over <laughs> like that initial hump and that slump where like nothing's working out for you?
1: Uh, just patience. I think you, in it, it, no matter how much you enjoy something, whatever you do, um, even if it's like your favorite thing to do in the world um, and you're trying to make it a uh, sellable product or whatever, you know, making your hobby into a real business, um, it takes a lot of patience. So I think that, in the beginning, I didn't have a lot, <laughs> uh, to be honest. <laughs> um, but you know, going through the process of a lot of failures and learning from it, and just being humble enough to uh, have the humility enough to uh, mm. accept these failures and actually learn from it, as opposed to, okay, oh my God, it's someone else's fault or the market, you know, doesn't like me or this that, the other <laughs> stuff like that. You know, just like blaming other people for right you know my my failures and such
4: i see I see. did you ever think it wasn't going to work like what you guys are doing now
1: yeah <laughs> um yeah i think <laughs> a lot
3: of times even now we're, yeah we're kind of on a slump uh, i would say um because <laughs> on a slump well uh, like last of,
4: month you're like yo we got like kirov a million whatever like uh, I,
3: I mean those those are true story um but at, right, at the right. same time because covid hit and a lot of companies are kind of struggling with their finances so we have to work with that too Um, for example kirov um, they their ad budget is completely gone so we have to kind of do what we can organically which means you post on 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 social media to convert those students to Mm. like actual students Mm. those are challenges that we're facing and also yeah like as we learn more and more um the I think the most challenging thing is really understanding what the, the client wants, The those who are, hire us to do the things that they need to do. Sometimes um, they don't always want the right answer. They sometimes want their subjective, uh, <laughs> subjective right answer. So we right. have to play around with that too. So it's really like kind of learning how to... Um, you know, understand their desires and serve them at the same time. Mm. And sometimes it's not correct, but we have to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so those are some like nuances that we are trying to understand because like, um, you know, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? The, the marketer, yeah, I'm this business. Okay. So like a lot of things he's doing is correct. And like, and right. this is backed up by huge data that he's been collecting over many years so like we trust him and we kind of implement his skills um, toward our clients but at the same time the clients don't understand that because like like you know uh, how a painter would understand painting differently from a normal consumer um, the client is the same they they know the general perspective of social media and marketing but they don't know the specifics and Sometimes they have a misunderstanding, but you have to play around <laughs> with that too. I see. So yeah, that, those are the things that we
1: are kind of uh, dealing with. Yeah. Mm. But I think, I think when it comes to business or marketing, it, you really have to know how to apply the principle. Okay. Meaning, yeah. meaning practicing empathy, practicing the skill of seeing from other people's perspective, not your own. Okay. So you re- you're really pushed to think from um, your Whoever you're trying to target, whatever the audience's perspective, as opposed mm. to only thinking about, oh yeah, I want like you know, a lot, obviously business is driven by cash flow, and you need to make the revenue to continue the business. But at the same time, you have to understand where your consumers are coming from, and as as you know, the market, the social, the people that use social media, the internet just evolves. Um, that's just right. becoming more and more of a case where you have to be authentic and. Uh, really understand where they're coming from and you know that's that's the principle you know if you're living for the sake of others you're not just thinking about your own self you're really trying to put yourself in someone else's shoe and understand Mm. their heart understand okay what they're going through um, and then tie it in with a solution which would be ultimately the product Mm. yeah I i would like to add that um
3: as you're doing business you actually kind of understand the principles that are actually true too uh, because oh, yeah. they're very practical if you think about it okay and it's like it's like really doing fundraising in a front line um mm-hmm. you kind of feel mm-hmm. that way too when you do business because you're dealing with people a lot um people's mm-hmm. behavior people's reaction so yeah if you really don't think of others first that's how you fail as a marketer okay. and uh, we we are trying to implement that too in, in, in our Daily practice.
4: Yeah. Is there like an example where that kind of lesson stands out for you?
3: Stand out? Um,
4: yeah. I mean, you're the like, first, like, first, first principles really that. in business or something like that.
3: Oh, like one example, you mean like a marketing yeah. example? Okay. So let's say Kirov, because we are very familiar um, with that school. Uh, so Kirov,
0: for our listeners who don't know, is like a ballet. Uh, what was it ballet Ballet
3: school founded by true father Um, yeah up in
0: washington dc so
3: yeah um so during when the covid hit um a lot of schools were kind of confused what to do uh, because you know uh, ballet is a very in-person event so you have to be involved physically (laughs) right right um so when everything shut down um people were actually going backwards which means like Oh, please donate to my schools. I'm suffering. Or, oh, this is Zoom class, um, limited deal. This is how much you, um, you know, pay for this kind of lessons, things of that Mm -hmm. nature. They want Mm -hmm. like really like, oh, I need money. Give me, give me, give me. So that was that was the environment that um, created for the with the pandemic. Right. right. But we uh, care went the opposite way because we kind of knew in the beginning it's actually smarter if you give all the lessons for free in social media, like, like live lessons for free. Yeah. We've been doing it even, even now we're doing it because we're still okay. in the pandemic phase. And because of that, eventually our school just, um, became more popular than other schools oh, during wow. the pandemic period. Mm. And then we, we are getting more better quality students, uh, through that, um, act of giving, um, and and now yeah, it's it's going very well. About okay. I, I think I Isaac okay. can elaborate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, when the pandemic first started, you know, we started paying attention. What are these people saying in these comments? And you know, it's it's active listening, practicing empathy. Um, so we went through, you know, different Facebook pages of different ballet schools, different groups where, you know, these people kind of hang out. And we're reading, okay, well, obviously because a lot of these schools are closed, what's the first thing that's out the door? Lessons. Mm, students mm. don't have lessons they don't have access to education and so just based on listening on that we decided okay well let's go a little bit hardcore and do something that no other school is doing which is giving out lessons you know three times a week which is you know it was difficult for the teacher too because as artists you know they tend to not want to share so much (laughs) they they tend to want to not go live but you know the man uh mr Rancho, do the artistic director of the school was very kind enough and courageous enough to take that leap and you know really trust us in that move of all right let's do this and you know it's really all about giving first we we made no announcement of like oh you should donate oh you should sign up for you know our programs until maybe like three four five months in oh wow and and at that point you know they were they've already gotten like 20, 30, 40, free lessons. These are high quality lessons. These aren't like your everyday little backyard, little ballet, tutu dancing type of stuff. This is like (laughs) real, real deals. Um, Right, like professional quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that really stems from the principle of giving first before trying to take anything. Um, And, you know, after applying that, overall, the brand value, like people perceive the school differently. Um, previously the brand perception Mm. wasn't so big and you know branding is something probably one of the hardest things to measure to calculate to understand but you know if you read enough comments and you know you start posting things and people start i guess there's a cool tip for anyone that's involved in social media or interested in involved in social i think a lot of people pay attention to likes views and stuff like that which are which which is cool that that metric is important but a lot of times where the real metrics should be paid attention to is the qualitative the things that you can't measure but it's comments what okay. are these people saying on the posts that we're posting how do they feel about what what we're posting and and the DMs that we get what what are mm, they talking mm. to us about what feedback are we getting um are these people satisfied are they happy or are they angry or you know i mean those are your basic emotions but Sometimes, I mean, a lot of times, consumers will not tell you things straight up. Like, just think about the time that you were dissatisfied about your, you know, Chick-fil-A sandwich, and you didn't tell them anything. (laughs) You didn't tell them anything, but you were dissatisfied. Um, But it's really important as, you know, marketers and people involved in branding to really pay attention to these minute things that may not mean anything,
2: Mm, you know, mm. at the
1: face of it. But if you collectively look at all of it and, you know pay attention to it over a long term you get an answer that can drive you know real results at the end of the day
4: yeah and i followed uh kirov's facebook page because i knew you were running it you know just to see what kind of activity was going on and stuff and i could definitely attest to you know I, i've seen some of the the live streams and you guys did like live q and a's and stuff like that too all that like, getting, oh, like yeah. hundreds of um <laughs> hundreds of likes like thousands of views and stuff like that it was crazy i appreciate you touching yeah it's wild man It's wild. <laughs> well yeah i mean there was something before that isaac you were saying that kind of is interesting because uh, I, I think mm-hmm. you've told this to us in person before like toya and i um a couple mm-hmm. of years ago and stuff it's like your desire is at the end of the day you want to contribute to a true parent's dream or to be a part of uh a true parents like actual direct providence and that does that's not like a really common uh theme or you know desire amongst many bcs so, so like mm-hmm. where does that desire for you guys come from
1: well i mean i i have to say our parents were pretty gangster and i have to give it to them yeah <laughs> i think a lot of our parents are pretty gangster you know they live lives that are very different from other people and also very not self-centered um, and just oh, growing yeah. up and watching them and their actions, you know, actions speak louder than words, and that leaves a lot of um, memories, at least for me, um, from how they treated other people, how they talked about the church, how they um, acted to help the church, even if we were so broke, they will still donate. Even if we <laughs> have nothing, they would never, they would never complain. Oh, the church didn't do this for me. They would never wow. do anything like wow, that. That's they hard always, work. yeah. And they were always, you know, doing Chung Sung, you know, my mom would do 12 a.m. Chung Sung with Josh when we didn't mm. have green card. They would you know, wake up super early, make us wake up super early, too, and do, do those type of things. And it was mostly from my parents, I would say, where okay. it stems from. Okay. Um, because they were so driven almost to the point of, like, um, making me think, okay, well, obviously, I wasn't born out of my own will. Um, I was born because of true parents literally matching my parents. And I just, you know, it's easier for me to see it that way. I don't know if it is for other BCs to see that um, my life was not something that I chose, but it's also something that was gifted to me. And it's, you know, I just feel it as a duty to at least attempt to help them with some substantial results, which is ultimately what they're looking for. Mm Hmm and nobody else is doing it so we have to do it
3: right yes sir (laughs) seriously (laughs) um yeah it is true that um, a lot of second gens third gens and probably fourth gens they're confused uh, with what's been going (laughs) on um but ultimately yeah like dr young said your life of faith is based on really your personal experiences in order to gain that you have to at least attempt to help um the movement, the providence, or true parents—I think—at least mm. try it, and then you—you'll see also the reason. Like, like uh, Isaac said, um, he, as as our parents absolutely believe in true parents and did all this changsung and all these commitments, we saw the fruition of that too. Like, right, okay. we were really dirt poor, like literally dirt poor, but now. Um, our parents, even though they're not putting that much effort into, like, marketing or something like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that they're always protected by God um, because mm. all, of all the investment that they did correctly. And also, like, um, 100%, with 100%, like, attitude and devotion. Mm. Because of that, um, they're almost, like, invincible. <laughs> um, <laughs> even, even with COVID, they don't have issues with money or wow. anything, yeah. so. If you see if you look at that, um, you can definitely testify, Okay, this is how it works. This is the system that the normal society doesn't tell you, but Mm -hmm. it actually exists, you know.
0: Right. Dang.
4: And I think an important point is you're talking about your parents are super gangster. I mean, could you talk a little bit more about that point? I know that you guys traveled across across different countries. Uh, your parents fundraised in Switzerland and stuff like that. The you know the story of coming right. to America with like five hundred dollars, like and, and uh,
0: like and Daniel was being born in Philippines and stuff.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Um. What what part do you want to?
0: Uh, just Tell them the truth, man. Just a, yeah, just truth. a snapshot of everything.
3: Uh, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know anything.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: right, right.
3: My mom's very. Uh, She's like the boss of our family. <laughs> <laughs> the matriarch. Yeah, yeah, she's very... um, She's intuitive and also spiritual too. So, oh, okay. Um, so she sees things before we actually realize what's going on. Oh, and, shoot. Um, so with that kind of personality and attributes that she has... Um, um, yeah, they. my father and my mother really did a lot of missionary works in like five plus different countries. Mm. And uh, as a child, it's very difficult, definitely, because you're, you're making <laughs> constantly new friends in different environment, different language. And also, there's also, you know, a little bit of racism involved in different countries. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, to over, um, Yeah, overall, I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, overall, I think the experience kind of brought us like where we are. Uh, as people and yeah even if yeah like isaac said even if they didn't really teach us like you know divine principle lecture here or there here or there but their action really spoke louder than their words and just like subconsciously mm. watching them like doing activities and stuff like that
1: uh, we learn from that too
0: yeah okay
1: yeah, but I, I can give a short recap of, you know, their gangster yeah. life from what I've heard. <laughs> I it's it's just stories that I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but anyway, so after my parents got blessed, sixty five hundred couple, my dad was a missionary or my mom legit told him go do missionary and he was because like, he was contemplating between going to missionary or uh doing his uh professorship uh for college. Um so he chose missionary work and then he went to Europe. He was there for many many years and then we got sent to philippines for three years uh that was rough got you know our house got broken into a couple of times you got a lot of corruption there you got a lot of you know not so pleasant things then we went to korea at least this is my life you know josh went to a couple more different places um and then after korea we went to germany for another year Um and then after germany my parents decided all right we gotta start our legit family life and you know raise mm-hmm. our kids so then mm-hmm. that's when we moved to america and you know the story is again it's just a story i don't know if it's true they they only had (laughs) well they had four and a half kids one was cooking in the oven and (laughs) and seven hundred dollars holy that's all we had and but to this day i cannot remember a moment where i felt like there wasn't enough food at home Mm -hmm. i don't know how my mom has done it and she always tells me in germany um she said our weekly food budget was forty bucks for six people. Get out. That's so little. Yeah, like we uh, use that in a single meal oh, these days. I know. Right? I know. Like it's yeah, forty it's bucks. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Forty bucks like, a week?
1: I mean it was a bunch of bread and you know, meat and cheese, mm-hmm. potatoes, rice, but I never felt like we didn't have enough food. I never felt so wow. We were always hungry because, you know, you have four boys. You're always fighting for food um, because we're, we're all growing. We're Very all, true, you know, exercising a lot and stuff. Um, so in that sense, they were pretty gangster. And she, at least from my mom, and you know, my our parents have a huge impact on us. But my mom also had raised us in a way where we knew we were poor, but we also had self-confidence somehow. I don't know. How oh, wow.
0: Did. Wow. But
1: she always, she still was able to instill self-confidence in, in us and in each of us definitely. And I wish that Daniel was here too because Daniel has hmm. um, very particular and very special. Daniel's also my younger brother for anyone that doesn't know. Very particular type of self-confidence and he's like very driven. Yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah, he is. Things. Like even even when he was little, like ten years old, you know, I, I was watching him in swim, <laughs> and swim competitions. He would win all these things. I'm like, how does this kid wow. do it? He has such a strong sense of uh, determination and confidence, even though he sucked in school. <laughs> <laughs> like he still he still it, sucks. Yeah, he still sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah, still he was telling me,
4: but he's like, I hate school. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, he still asked me for help for essays and such for college. Um, but he still has that self-confidence that's instilled from my parents mm. um and so you know they're pretty gangster in that sense
4: dang but like uh um, you'll be making uh, mad money with uh, <laughs> e-commerce stuff right now
0: yeah that's crazy yeah that's crazy Everything's wild so how does how do you guys manage everything then with your busy lives work personal projects and even your wife and uh faith now you know
1: prioritize okay, you know, okay. You, it's hard i don't i don't think it's easy for anyone to balance everything but you know it just comes to prioritizing what's really important to you and then you know i, I think one of the skills mm. that i learned in this journey was to ask a, ask critical questions to understand what is the priority for you and okay. so you know instead of trying to do a billion different things you know you try to ask yourself what's one thing that if i did successfully that would change my life this year type of deal okay you know really fine-tuned, really focusing on that one thing. And, you know, a lot of times it comes down to life of faith. You know, if you have really strong life of faith, I think that carries over to business because in business, you have to have high levels of faith in yourself. Like you have Mm. to believe that that this thing is going to work out um, because there's no guarantee. I mean, you know, just look at at the stats. Within five years or so, you know, 90 plus uh, businesses fail. It within five years, right? Um, so, you know, with that in mind. Um, sorry, I lost track of what the question
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys balance everything? And you're you're saying priorities yeah, yeah, yeah. and prioritizing? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I prioritize, and it's hard. Sometimes you you clash into things because sometimes you're like, oh my god, my work is so important. <laughs> but then, but then it also comes down to gratitude too. I think. Okay. I think that's one okay. thing that I'm actively trying to practice right now when I feel Ooh. overwhelmed. I immediately try to jump to, okay, what am I thankful for? Mm. I'm thankful that my wife cooked me dinner tonight. I'm thankful for, you know, like real basic things. And then try to reset myself because I think if you're stressed, your priorities get all jumbled up. You can't think straight (laughs) and then you start making stupid decisions, um, not based on like actual facts or what Mm. you actually feel emotionally, what you really want. Um, So I think, you know, doing those two things, at least for me, helps me.
0: I see. Wow, that's pretty dope. And and you, Josh?
1: Yeah, um, I'm still figuring out
3: how to prioritize stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, go. I'm a very organized person. Um, For personally. sure, you're uh, a mess. But, uh, I think as you get older, I think you will uh, slowly realize what's more important to you is like a very basic thing, um, like okay. relationship with God, which okay. uh, it's not basic, but it's very like you know, profound. Fundamental, it's right? Simple, fun- yeah, fundamental okay. things and your, your relationship with your wife, with relationship with your family, and, and like, support system that helps you continue to develop your, you know, relationship with those, you know, God, parents, and family, mm, uh, and, and your wife. I think, yeah, as you get older, you'll probably realize, and probably that's why your parents, you know, don't, don't really prioritize, like, Dumb stuff like you know vacation and stuff like that. It doesn't matter, man. You don't need to travel. (laughs) (laughs) Your parents low key been everywhere though. Right, really being grateful with like very simple things Mm -hmm. because ultimately, Mm -hmm. if you really think about in macro perspective, after you die, what ends up is really the relationship you create. Created with uh, with God while you're alive in this world, and also okay. with your wife and all, all your parents, you know, 4 position foundation, all that.
1: <laughs> right.
3: Um, that's that's the only thing that's left out after you die. Um, so mm. I think it's very difficult. Like seriously, like you know, running a oh, business yeah. and all that. You always tend to go backward. Oh, where's my money? Even now, I'm, I'm doing it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I can I can't make enough. <laughs> I got to pay rent. <laughs> um, right. But you have to remind yourself that's
1: not important really um you have mm. to go back and um, go back to zero you know mm. that's definitely not to say don't be impractical or yeah, yeah don't be impractical not. about it like you right. have to be practical about you know money money is a resource that we all need yeah, um,
0: yeah. and it's finite it's a,
1: yeah it's finite but it's definitely something that you can't take with you and i think if we you know take a look at what other people the lives that they're living i think it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking oh yeah i need a nice car oh yeah i need a nice house oh yeah Yeah. if i have that that'll solve all my problems (laughs) (laughs) but the real problem ain't in the car man right the real problem ain't in the money Mm. well maybe it is but um but it's really perspective as josh is trying to point out um of how we see our lives um and Mm. then you know but honestly busy life is a good good life <laughs> you know uh, if you're if you don't have work coming in if you're sitting at home not doing anything that can be depressing too because you know For i've sure. been there and, you know it's in college summers uh one summer i didn't have any internship didn't have any work didn't have no real income i was just like so depressed and then that's mm-hmm. when i decided to go to korea champion problem solved baby
4: wow yeah Tori, did you want to ask him anything yeah, Tor went to Jungpyeong too. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So, how would you like that? Did you do the forty-day uh, workshop?
1: Uh, yeah, did... I did. Yeah.
3: yeah. just kidding. <laughs> no, Josh, um, yeah, we did, Josh we did multiple, did... multiple yeah, forty days. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we also did uh, GTG. What is the abbreviation for? I forgot. Talk on youth, I think. GTGY. <laughs> yeah, Gordon, um, talk, man. And many activities. Um, yeah.
2: So when you yeah, when you went to mm-hmm. uh, Pyong, and you said that it changed your life right at least for isaac it was a p- great pivotal point um, was it was it just that 40-day workshop or like did it take like a multiple times To no it
1: definitely wasn't the first one because the first one i went to i was 13 i didn't know anything i was just there to oh, shoot. go go to the kage eat some eat some ice cream get some get some yongton, use money from the older people I'm like yeah life is good man uh, but when when it, when it was pivotal, I was uh, how old was I? 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I had a lot of questions. Um, but when you're in Cheompyong, uh maybe this is a cool tip. If you go to Changshimun every single day, do the do at least like you know 21 vows. It has it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Do 21 bows. Go in there and pray. Ask your questions directly to God. You know, at least for me, it was like almost guaranteed. Within a couple of days, I got an answer. One no way, that's unbold. That's some bull, dude. No, nah, this ain't this ain't bold. I do, man. I don't, I don't I don't I ain't here to give you bull. I do. Uh, it's not gonna be direct. You never like shouts out. Here's <laughs> the answer, Isaac. No. You have to, I think maybe I don't know if this is an expectation that other people have. You have to work hard at champion. Like you mm. have to put in the work. Just like life of faith, you have to wake up early in the morning to do an okay with Dr. Young and uh, do your bows. Um, to get to you know keep pushing you, it's the same thing in champion if you as much effort that you put in that's the amount that you get um and you know when i at that point when i was 20 yeah 2021 20, that's when i first experienced god like like okay. really experienced I'm wow. like oh my god i don't think it's to the point of like my parents were you know they saw angels were like real gangster stuff like you know, fighting <laughs> fighting communist party at the university almost to the point of death but then god saved her right that type of deal it's not mm. it's nothing like that but it was definitely the warmest the most loving the most the best hug that i ever got i think that's the best way to explain oh wow were having yeah. oh what happened you want a full story <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll give you the full <laughs> so it was, like, I, I just got a <laughs> hug. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Um, it was at the end of a 21-day workshop, uh, the 22nd day, because you know, my flight got extended because there was a lot of snow. And you know oh, I wow. just went to the Tree of Blessing at the very top of the mountain. And I was just praying because I was very grateful I got a couple extra days. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, I felt – I didn't hear anything, but I felt him saying, thank you for coming back. Mm. Because you know, in college, I was like church hopping, going to different churches, like trying to figure out what am I doing, who am I, all this type of stuff. But it was, I felt guilty for him saying thank you for coming back because who was I to deserve that type of love and um, embracement from such Mm. a a Mm. loving and great being, you know, God. Um, So I was just overwhelmed. I couldn't stop crying for 20 (laughs) minutes. It was it was just a mess. But at that point, I could really feel that if you work hard enough and if you really try to reach out to God um, to a certain degree, he'll reach back out. Wow. Um, I, I think he always is. We just can't feel it. You know, we're just so tone deaf. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's what happened. I see. Yeah, I think Torah had something to say.
2: Uh, no, that's, that's great. I feel, I feel the same way. Um, I only went to one 40 day workshop, like, just just that 41 40-day workshop did a lot for me Mm. and i've definitely felt similar experiences to what isaac felt um probably Mm. the same ones as josh felt as well uh so yeah Uh, i'm a i'm a really big advocate for if you don't have time for a gap year program you should go to 40-day workshop and jump in
0: whoa all right uh final question for you guys um what kind of advice and tips do you have for our audience who are seeking to better the life of faith or start their own business or pursue their passions?
3: Um Opa, give us advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of advice?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: I think one thing that I would advise the young kids is do before you think because a lot of uh, okay. faith comes from after you do the action. It's like marketing too, yeah. once you act, when, once the consumer acts, they believe afterwards. It's not the other way around. Okay. A lot of people think like you have to think logically to make sense of what the problem is going towards. That's not it, you have to act <laughs> first. That's why, that's why absolute faith, absolute obedience is important. It's not a mas- masochistic or you know, like demanding right. Of right. attitude. It's actually true because you have to do first and then you will you will understand in retrospect why you did it, why your mother told you to do that. And, and you mm. also get the blessing as well. Um, that's what I, I would advise in the beginning. Yeah.
0: OK. OK. So just just start it. Just do it.
1: Yeah. Just, just do it, man. Don't be scared. You, what do you got to lose? You're like 20 years old. What you got to lose? A couple true, thousand true, bucks? For sure. I've done for it. Sure. <laughs> I did it already. You know, I did a lot of stupid mm. stuff. Uh, I, I still do a lot of stupid stuff, uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm 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 by no means speaking from oh I'm this great guy. Uh, you know, I don't know anything. I still lack in many different ways, um, and I get right. punched in the gut by the market and by life uh, just to keep me humble. But what I would say is definitely take some risk if you're young. Like like if you want to start a business, I would I would recommend don't quit your job immediately and just do it especially if you have no background and no experience but yeah don't do say i do Fuck you to your boss you know <laughs> 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 but, but but if you have time after your work you know you, you got after, a lot of people get off work at 5 p.m. you have 5 to 12 like right. this is this is the type of lifestyle we, uh, we still do um for a while i mean i can't do it as much because i have to spend time with my wife and that's really important um but if you have time like just do it like what's the worst that can happen you you know you lose time but your time is not valuable if you're not worth anything (laughs) right well spoken well well, at least this is a reminder i tell myself because i i sometimes i get into the mindset of oh this is a waste of time like even me yeah i'm sure a lot of people do like right, oh right. this is a waste of time why am i doing this type of deal but then if you really think about it like if you ain't got a billion in the bank your time ain't worse i do um <laughs> so you know just don't be afraid to try new stuff mm-hmm. don't be afraid mm-hmm. to push your limits um even if your parents disagree with you you know dropping out of school dropping out of dental school
0: <laughs> you probably got an uh, earful for that.
1: Yeah, for for a few months, but at the end, at the end of the day, now my mom is saying that was a good thing you did. So wow. Well, wow. that's oh, really? because did I brought results. It? Yeah, that's because I brought results. It's mm. not like me just sitting around doing nothing. Um she sees results and then she's like, "Okay, yeah, you did the right thing for you." Right. I mean, she still believes in higher education and education in general, and mm-hmm. I believe that too. Um but it wasn't the path for me and you know she thinks it's it's fine now.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Wow, amazing, amazing. Well, uh thanks for coming on you too, Josh, Isaac. If people wanna reach out to you, follow you on Instagram, where can they find you?
4: If you guys don't know, uh Isaac is a glorified TikTok star with over like a hundred all followers and stuff. You should, you know, hit him up there. He does. Yeah, if you wanna watch some reviews. dumb
1: stuff. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about wasting time st- right <laughs> watch me do stupid stuff you can right, find yeah. me on tiktok at isaac underscore h-e-e um but my instagram handle is different for some weird reason it's uh-huh. h-e-e underscore and underscore i he and i uh that's <laughs> who's that's the where he you can find me. he is my uh my mid- my middle name my korean name He's oh right? that's right yeah 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 so that's that's where it comes from that's cute
3: and uh you josh uh Mine's under Japanese name. Long story, but at Y U S E K I O T A. Yusekiota. You say Kyoto. Okay. That's my Japanese name.
0: Sweet, yep. sweet. All right. Thanks for coming on, guys. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, feel free to follow them, hit them up, and see what they do uh, with their personal projects and their work with uh, social media.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And. Uh...
0: Uh, uh... Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode with the Jung Bros. They're pretty rad, so don't be shy to say hi if you ever see them, and follow them on their social media to see how they make the magic work. Again, thank you so much, Isaac and Josh, for coming on the show. If you guys like what you've heard, don't forget to interact with us on our Discord, which is linked below, or our Instagram. Feel free to leave comments, criticisms, or just drop in and say hello. And also, let us know if you want to hear a particular person on the show as well. We gladly welcome any suggestions and inputs by our audience, so don't be shy. If you want to contact us via email, um, do so at lunastreampodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Lunastream is available on all the major platforms. You will find podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and much more. So don't forget to tune into the newest episodes. So give us a follow, share it with your friends, and we hope to see you next episode. Adju!